Glory be to the name of the Lord. Take your seats, please. And join me in welcoming our online audience as well as our television audience. And we thank God for his mercy and his goodness. If you're ever in the area, stop by and see us. And this morning we are having some beautiful, awesome snow. Those in Hawaii and Florida don't have that concept. <laughs> but we are starting, we have an early Christmas here. Amen. It's Christmas time around here. Snow, snowflakes, snow showers. Uh, and it's beautiful, and we thank God for that. Amen. Thank God for his mercy and his goodness. I'm excited as the year wraps up, and I can see what's coming up here. <laughs> in 2024. God has been so good to us this year, and for that, we are grateful. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Um, so even as we approach the Christmas season, um, I pray that um, John the Baptist preached a very powerful message. He said, prepare the way for the Lord. This traditionally, this season is Advent season. Let's prepare our hearts as we remember the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. Make room for him. Make room for the king. In Jesus' name, amen. No matter what you are, uh, what you are doing, let's make room for the king. Thank you, Lord Jesus. All right, let's get into our Bible lesson this morning. So many times people ask, um, why am I here? Where am I going? What's the reason for my existence? And some, maybe, you are, maybe you may be living below uh, what your potential is in life. But let's discover the reason why Jesus Christ came. Turn your Bibles with me to Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Somebody said, if you don't know the purpose of a thing... Abuse is inevitable. If you know the reason why you are here, it's very, you can very easily miss it and um, not live up to your full potential. But in the name of Jesus, you will live up to your full potential. I say you will live up to your full potential in Jesus' mighty name. It's, so, it's, it's, it's a terrible thing for you to come into the earth, not know why you are here, not leave Without knowing, but turn your Bibles with me to Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. This was after God had created everything. And then he gets to man and woman, and he says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air. And over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Notice this. Male and female, he created them. So he's finished creating them. Verse 28. Mark that verse down in your Bible. Then God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth, and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, See, I have given you herb that yields seed, which is on the face of all the earth, and every tree whose fruit yields seed. To you it shall be for food also to every beast of the earth to every bed of the earth and to everything that creeps on the earth in which there is life i have given every air for food and it was so hallelujah the first words that man had when man and woman when they were created that is the reason why god created us. He said to them, thank you Lord Jesus, be fruitful and multiply. God bless them. Be fruitful and multiply. Subdue the earth. Fill the earth. That's the, and that's the reason why we're here. And you see, God interrupted when they sinned against God. But God's plan and God's purpose uh, throughout all generations has not changed. And we'll see that as we go through 
this, this lesson. Very, very important. If you don't mind, share this with somebody. It can change your lives. <laughs> Glory be to the name of the Lord. The first words, he blessed them saying, be fruitful and multiply. Why are you here? Why are you in the earth? Why, why were you created? <laughs> this is the reason. Adam and Eve missed it. But God's plan was not changed. And the wickedness increased in the earth. And at some point, God saw that this thing uh, is it, not working. Let's, let's start afresh. So the flood came, and only Noah and his family made it. Noah kept telling his generation, look, there's a flood coming. God is going to, uh, is going to start afresh. Wipe this thing out and start afresh. Come into the ark. They said, no, 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 you, do. you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Sometimes people, people mock the gospel. You say Jesus is coming. Are you, sure? you say Jesus is coming. We are sure Jesus is coming. Give your life to Jesus. Oh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm going to do it later, another time. And sometimes people keep putting off and putting off, putting off till sometimes it's too late. May you not put that decision off in Jesus' mighty name. So he kept telling his generation. And eventually the flood came. And after the flood, God is starting again. And notice the words that he said to Noah and his family. Genesis chapter 9, verse 1. So God blessed Noah. The same thing that he said in the beginning. He hasn't changed. And his sons and said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. Let's, let's try this again. The same words. Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth. That was God's plan. Now, if you notice, if you notice, I mean, there's still vast, a vast amount of land in the earth that's not inhabited. Even here in the States and other nations. God's plan was for them to fill the whole earth. Not just with babies. That's one, that's another aspect, that's one aspect of it. <laughs> but his plan was that the Garden of Eden was spread all throughout the earth. Noah stayed with it. His sons, he had three sons, Ham, Shem, and Japheth. Shem was the only one that stayed with it. Ham and Japheth did it, did it. And then he can trace this thing all the way down. When it goes to Abraham's stand, God comes to Abraham. So God will always look throughout the earth for people like that. May he find you in Jesus' name. Amen. So when he got to Abraham, Genesis chapter 12, and the Lord, now the Lord has said to Abraham, Abraham, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. The same original one. And make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. And I will curse him who curses you. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. My God. <laughs> Abraham stayed with it. That was God's plan that through him all the families of the earth will walk in the same blessing that was upon Adam before they lost it. That was upon Noah. And now it's Abraham's turn and it's on his line. <laughs> My God. Abraham walked with God all throughout his generation. So that by the time he was wrapping up, the Bible says in Genesis chapter 24, verse 1. Now it says, now Abraham was old, well advanced in age, and the Lord has blessed, had blessed him in all things. Every aspect of his life was blessed. That was Abraham. 
And when he gets ready to go, he's blessed. He says to Eliezer, look, don't find a wife from, from, from Isaac fear. Go to my, my, my country people, my countrymen, and, and, and get a wife. And, and later on, we see the blessing at work also in the life of his son, Isaac. Genesis chapter 26. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We want to trace this down, and you'll see where you fit in it when we are, when we are said and done. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 26, verse 1, he says, There was a famine in the land besides the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went to Abinadi, king of the Philistines in Gerar. Then the Lord appeared to him and said, do not go down to Egypt, live in the land of which I shall tell you, dwell in this land, and I will be with you and bless you. For to you and your descendant, I will give all these lands, and I will perform the oath which I swore to Abraham, your father. Remember that the Garden of Eden was God's plan and God's purpose for all eight, for all time. Notice what he said about Abraham. We'll come back to Isaac here. But notice what he said about Abraham. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, my God. He says in Isaiah 51, Listen to me, you who follow after righteousness, you who seek the Lord, look to the rock from which you were hewn, and to the hole of the pit from which you were dug. Look to Abraham, your father. Check up on his steps. What did he do to walk in the blessing? We'll get to that here later on. And to Sarah who bore you, for I called him alone. We can spend a long time there. And blessed him and increased him. For the Lord will comfort Zion. He will comfort all her waste places. Notice this. He will make her wilderness like Eden and her desert like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found in it. Thanksgiving and the voice of melody. I will make her wilderness like Eden. So when the blessing goes into effect, it goes to produce what God's original plan and intent was, which was the Garden of Eden. So for instance, Abraham and Sarah couldn't bear children. That was not part of the plan. The blessing went into effect and they had children. So here, Isaac is in the land of the Philistines. And a famine hit. And when the famine hit, the blessing went into effect. <laughs> because famine is not a part of the plan. He was going to do like how his father Abraham had done and go down to Egypt. God said, no, 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 don't go there. Dwell here, I will bless you. And as he, was, as he walked with the Lord, the Bible says in Genesis chapter 26 verse 12, Then Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. The man began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous. For he had possession of flocks and possession of heads and a great number of servants. So the Philistines envied him. In that same place where there is a famine, the man sows and the man is blessed and prosperous. The word blessing, barak, means to, to, to be prosperous, to increase. It doesn't matter. Now he answers to you, sometimes you say, why am I on this job? Why, am, why do I go to this place? Or why, why am I here? You are here. He says, I will bless you and you will be a blessing. That go, that's God's plan and God's purpose. And in every generation, God looks for people that will walk with him in this. Isaac gets ready to go. And before he leaves, he passes on this blessing to Jacob. 
Notice, we are, we, are, we are in Genesis. We started from chapter 1. We, we are reading through. Genesis chapter 27. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Esau had no regard for the blessing. He sold his birthright for a morsel of meal. And so he lost it. And one day, he comes back and realizes that He's, he's, he's lost the blessing. And the Bible says in Genesis 27 verse 34. It says, and when Esau heard the words of his father, he cried with an exceeding great and bitter cry and said to his father, bless me also. Bless me, me also, oh my father. But he said, your brother came with deceit and has taken away your blessing." So imagine a big man like Esau. He comes back one day from the field and the father has blessed Jacob. And you, you, meet, you meet him and he's crying. The Bible, that's what he said. He wept bitterly. Exceeding great cry. And you ask Esau, Esau, what's going on? Uh, did somebody die today? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 nobody died. What's wrong with you? My father has blessed Jacob with words. And that's why you are crying? Why are you crying? <laughs> and the man Jacob, who had the blessing on his life, eventually, um, Rebecca sent him away. And when he left, in his own words, in Genesis chapter 32, verse 10, he said, I left with a staff, and I've come with two bonds. The person who left with nothing, only words. Sometimes we, do, we take some of these things for granted. Esau is crying bitterly because he has lost the blessing. Because he knows that the key to really make it is this blessing that he has lost. And Jacob just left with one staff. And 20 years later, he comes with two bonds. What is it about this blessing? That traces right from the beginning all the way through to here. Later on, we see it working in the life of Joseph. But even Laban could testify in the life, follow this closely, in the life of Jacob, that this was what was making the difference in his life. Genesis chapter 30 verse 27. And Laban said to him, Please stay, if I found favor in your eyes. For I've learned by experience that the Lord has blessed me for your sake. Laban got blessed by association. There's something like that. <laughs> he could testify that look, ever since you came here, my life has been changed. My, 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 I've been blessed for your sake. May people say that about you in Jesus' name. That when I came into contact with you, my life has not been the same. I have been blessed because of you. I called Abraham alone. I've learned by experience. That my life has been blessed because of you. May that be your testimony. Joseph, when he got into the house of Potiphar, again, he left with nothing. His brothers hated him because of his dreams, sold him away. The man leaves with nothing but only his dreams. 
Don't let go of those dreams. When he got into the house of Potiphar, the Bible says in Genesis chapter 2, the Lord was with Joseph and he was a successful man and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptians. And his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. So Joseph found favor in his sight and served him. Then he made him overseer of his house and all that he had he put under his authority. So it was from that time he admit that he had made him overseer of his house and all that he had. Notice this, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake and the blessing of the Lord was on all that he did in the house and in the field. <laughs> Sometimes people ask me, how do you do this? <laughs> Television, international missions, all these things. I can trace it to here. <laughs> oh my God. He got there and the man's household was changed. No matter where you are working, by virtue of the fact that you are there, the people will notice the blessing of God on your life. Potiphar's wife tempted Joseph and Joseph said, no, 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 no. This thing will stop the blessing in my life. Like it did in the beginning. This brings us to the definition of sin. Sin is anything that stops the blessing at work in your life. <laughs> so Jesus said, no, 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 no. The man who left with nothing, when he went into the prison, a blessing was working in his life. The Bible says in Genesis 31 verse 21, 39, 21, but the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and he gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison and the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners who were in the prison, whatever they did there, it was his doing. The keeper of the prison did not look into anything that was under Joseph's authority because the Lord was with him and whatever he did, the Lord made it prosper. That's, that's the key. The Lord was with him. And he made whatever he did to prosper. I pray, may you walk in such integrity that at your workplace, the people there will notice. Amen. <laughs> and promotion will be the result. And sooner or later, he became second in command to Pharaoh. All because of this blessing. So now let's get to Jesus. When Jesus Christ came, now we're talking about why he came. One of the very first messages that he preached, we call it the Sermon on the Mount. When he started preaching, he preached a similar message in his hometown. And here in, in, in the Sermon on the Mount, in Matthew chapter 5, verse 2, Verse 2 says, Then he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit. That is the first word. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Jesus is preaching the same message. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. When he preached in his hometown, he said, preach the, He preached the gospel. The anointing is on me to preach the good news to the poor. The blessing to the poor. The poor man, I'm here. You don't have to be poor anymore. <laughs> That's good news to the poor. So he preached that and then he operated under the blessing in his ministry. And when he was leaving, notice, thank you Lord Jesus. Luke chapter 24. Before he left, my God, verse 51, Luke 24, verse 51. Now it came to pass while he blessed them. He started preaching that when he was leaving, he released the same blessing on their lives. That he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. But somebody will say, I wasn't there. 
So does that mean I, I, I don't get, I don't get, I'm, I'm not part of this? Well, answer that question. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Mark these verses. Don't let them get away from you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Acts chapter 3, verse 25. You are sons of the prophets and of the covenant which God made with our fathers, saying to Abraham, and in your seed and all the families of the earth, in your seed all the families of the earth shall be blessed. To you first, God, Having raised up his servant Jesus, sent him to bless you, in turning away every one of you from your iniquities, from your sins, from that which stops the blessing at work in your life. He sent Jesus to bless you. Mark that down as one of the reasons why Jesus came. The other reason. He sent Jesus to bless you. Why go through the effort to come into the earth? To be born of a virgin. Come down here to live with us. This is the reason. The blessing that was lost in the garden. He came to restore it back to you and I. <laughs> Thank you Lord Jesus. Galatians chapter 3. Somebody says, does it mean me? Galatians 3. And, and the scripture, verse 8. For seeing that God will justify the Gentiles by faith, preach the gospel to Abraham beforehand, saying, if God is preaching the gospel, I want to be there. I want to listen. <laughs> and thank God he's here this morning. He's preaching to us. How do I know? Because greater is he that lives in me than he that lives in the world. He preached the gospel. He preached the good news to Abraham. What is the good news? In you, all the nations shall be blessed. All nations. Doesn't matter your background. That's why we say the gospel is for all nations. It's for every creature. This is the good news. In you, all nations shall be blessed. Jesus Christ has come. Oh, and he preached the same thing. And he's saying to you, I send my son to bless you. That is good news. So nice. So then those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. Oh my God. The day uh, Paul and I saw it, we couldn't sleep that night. Oh, we, we, I mean, we're rejoicing. We're just a young married couple. But we saw this and then we said, oh my God. It will hit somebody tonight when they sleep, maybe before you sleep, or you wake up at night when it hits you. The same blessing that was upon Adam, the same blessing that was upon Abraham, the same blessing that was upon Isaac, the same blessing that was upon Jacob, upon David, upon Jesus, now is upon me if you are part of the kingdom of God. Yeah. <laughs> So then those who are of faith are blessed. Verse 13 says, Galatians 3.13, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on the tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the same promise of the Spirit through faith. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. The, the Gentiles, we are the ones referred to as the Gentiles. The rest of us. That blessing has come upon us. 
Christ has been made a curse for us. This is a good deal <laughs> on any day. He was made a curse that I might receive the blessing. Because he says, Thank you, Lord Jesus. Verse 16, Now to Abraham and his seed where the promise is made. He does not say, And to seeds, as of many, but as of one, and to your seed, who is Christ. So the promise was to him, Jesus. And now you and I, oh my God, Verse 26, for you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. All of us. For as many of us of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither nor male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. Doesn't matter who you are. Black, blue, brown, white. It doesn't matter. The gospel is for every creature. Male, female. We are all one in Christ Jesus. Verse 29. And if you are Christ, get this. Then you are Abraham's seed. He said he made that promise to one seed, which is Christ. And if you are Christ, you are Abraham's seed. And as according to the promise. Glory to God. <laughs> I feel like running around this building. Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. If you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed. And that blessing is yours. Yes. According to the promise. Are you living below the blessing? So when this blessing goes into effect in your life, it eliminates anything that was not found there in the garden and brings everything that is part of God's plan and purpose for your life. Was there sickness there? No, you go, go to take it out. There poverty there? No, you go to take it away. So in Christ Jesus, notice Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. He says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. You're already blessed with every spiritual blessing there is. Somebody will say, Pastor, so what's the, how do I walk in this? When I leave church today, from Monday to Sunday, every day of my life, how do I walk in this blessing? Heavenly places, that's way far off. I need a blessing down here. <laughs> that's thousands of miles away. He says, it's come on your life already. But how do you walk in it every single day of your life? Real quickly, there are so many aspects to this, but I'll give you the highlights. One, the fear of the Lord. When we talk about the fear of the Lord, the reverence of the Lord, the awe of God, the fear of the Lord is your access to this blessing. You see, Adam and Eve were already blessed, but they had to walk in what God said. That's the, that's the next one, obedience. But the first one is the fear of the Lord. Notice Psalm 1 verse 1. Psalm 1 verse 1. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Blessed is the man. Now he's talking about a blessing. Who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates 
day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. The fear of the Lord, the reverence of the Lord. You delight in God's word. You delight in God. You bring your fruit in a season. Key issue. <laughs> the fear of the Lord. Psalm 111 verse 10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The reverence of God. That is the key. Joseph said, look, thank you, Lord Jesus. It took wisdom to bring him into God's perfect plan and God's purpose. Genesis 42, verse 18, then Joseph said to them, that they did do this and live, for I fear God. For I fear God. That was the man's secret, for I fear God. For I fear God. I reverence God. I fear God. I fear God. I have a regard for God. Giving God place in your life is the beginning of a meaningful life and a fulfilling life. A fulfilled life. I fear God. Until you reconnect back to God. You cannot walk in this blessing. You must get to the place where you realize you cannot redeem yourself from the curse. Galatians 3.13, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the Lord. Reverence God. Have a regard for God. Put him first. In every area of your life, in every decision, ask God. Ask yourself, what does the word of God say? And you are tempted, like Joseph, run for your life. When sin knocks at your door, you say, no, no, not here. I don't want the blessing to be stopped in my life. Sometimes you miss it. There's, 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 there's mercy and grace available. But I said, when you consider the weight of what God wants to do in your life, you say, no, 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 no. I'm not going to let you stop the blessing in my life. Like Abraham, he and Lot were going after it. And he said, no, no, please. I don't want strife here. I don't want this thing to stop the blessing at work in my life. You choose. If you choose here, I'll go here. And the Bible says, Lord chose after what he saw, and he missed it. Later on, he took the grace of God for, for, for Abraham to rescue him. But the point is, Abraham said, no, 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 let's not fight. <laughs> let's not allow strife here. It's going to stop the blessing. So walk in the fear of the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Two, serve God wholeheartedly. Serve God wholeheartedly. Exodus chapter 23. You see, the blessing was there, but there were conditions to it. Exodus chapter 23, verse 25. Exodus chapter 23 Verse 25, he says, you shall serve the Lord your God and he will bless your bread and your water. And I will take away, I'll take sickness away from the midst of you. No one shall suffer miscarriage or be barren in your land. I will fulfill the number of your days. So long as the Israelites did this, no enemy could defeat them. You shall serve 
he shall bless. You shall serve, he shall bless. You shall serve the Lord your God, and he will bless. A life that is wholly dedicated to the Lord. Wholly yielded to the Lord. Uh, you may get up and go to a job, but look, uh, God comes first. Lord, before I step out today, I am yours to command. I am available to you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, serve the Lord gladly. Serve the Lord with your all. Job was a businessman. But notice how God describes him. Job chapter 1 verse 9. Thank you Lord Jesus. Actually Job chapter 1. That's why he said there was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job. And that man was blameless and upright. One who feared God and shunned evil. See that's the key again. <laughs> one who feared God blesses the man. Uh, fears God. He's feared God and shunned evil. And Satan came and he could, he could see that there was something about this man. The Bible calls him the greatest of the East in verse 3. How did he get there? The Bible says, verse 9, So Satan answered the Lord and said, Does Job fear God for nothing? Have you not made a hedge around him, around all his household, around his household, and around all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands, and his possessions have increased in the land. But God, this is how God described him. Verse 8, then the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a blameless and upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil? Have you considered my servant? He's a servant of God first before anything else. Now we are sons of God, children of God. <laughs> have you considered him? The whole earth. Man, you have that kind of testimony. <laughs> a blameless and upright one, one who fears God and shuns evil. And Satan said, look, <laughs> I can't get to this man. There is a hedge, a wall of blessing around him and his household. His substance has increased in the land. And he lost everything, but he said, no, even if God slays me, I won't, I won't curse God. I'll stand for God in my generation." May you be like that. <laughs> May God find you. May you walk in the blessing. Serve God. The, the point is that he, he was a business person, but God calls him a servant. You can be a nurse, a doctor, accountant, student, doesn't matter. I was a servant of God when I was a student. I'm still a servant of God. <laughs> Serve God. You are serving, God was blessing. You shall serve, he shall bless. You shall serve, he shall bless. You shall serve, he shall bless. Serve God with your all. The Bible, same Job, chapter 36, verse 11, it says, If they obey him and serve him. That brings me to that third point. How do you walk in the blessing? Obey God. <laughs> Make a decision to obey God. If they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasures. But if they do not obey, they shall perish by the sword and they shall die without knowledge. If they obey and serve him. The blessing was tied to their obedience. The blessing was tied to their obedience. Sometimes people ask, oh, we all go, um, we all do, do, do the same thing, but why is it that I'm not blessed? That's the key. Obey and serve him. Two things. <laughs> Obey and serve him. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Genesis chapter 22, verse 17. He said, saying to Abraham, he's declaring, releasing the blessing on his life one more time, saying, blessing, I will bless you and multiply 
multiplying, I'll multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven and as the sun which is on the seashore, and your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies. In your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. Because you have obeyed. God told him to offer his son. He said, no problem. The next day, he was on his way. And God said, look. I will bless you. The blessing is tied to our obedience. The blessing is tied to our obedience. That's what makes the difference between you and the next person. Because you have obeyed my voice. If they obey and serve, it's good. If they don't, then it's the walking the curse. I don't like that part. Anybody here enjoys walking in the curse? No, no, no. It's not fun. The Bible says the curse costless shall not come. Because you have obeyed my voice. Obedience is the key to the blessing. Notice, he, 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 he summarized this blessing or he elaborated on it rather in Genesis chapter, Deuteronomy chapter 28. Verse 1, he says, It shall come to pass, Deuteronomy 21, Now it shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to, care, to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Blessed are you being in the city. And he goes on and on and on. He talks about the blessing and he talks about the curse if you refuse to obey. It's all, he's lifted to us. He leaves the choice up to us. If you obey, these blessings will come and overtake you. I like that. I like those blessings. Diligently obey the voice of the Lord. Adam and Eve didn't obey God's voice. They lost it. <laughs> they, they lost it. Jesus came and obeyed. And here we are beneficiaries and enjoying it. If you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, he will set you high. These blessings will come upon you and overtake you. The blessing is tied to our obedience. Not, you, you, you can't change it. I can't change it. If we leave and, 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 and before Jesus Christ comes, it will still be here. That's how the system works. So let's get with the program. What do you say? <laughs> if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord, if you leave the service with anything, leave with that. He said, I called Abraham alone. And Abraham kept walking and walking and walking and walking and walking and walking with God. In the name of Jesus, your life will be a blessing. But he says, I will bless you and you will be a blessing. And anybody that partners with you to be a blessing, they are okay. If they try to come against you, they're on the wrong side. You living below your potential in life. It says, follow, check up on the steps. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 6, verse 12, that follow those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. 
Hebrews 6, 12, that you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Check up on their step. Follow after Abraham, he says in Isaiah 51. Check up, check up. What did he do? <laughs> For one thing, we know that he was obedient. I pray in the name of Jesus that as you yield your life to the Lord completely fearing him, honoring him as best as you know how may you walk in the blessing in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. May your generation call you blessed in Jesus' mighty name, may others testify. I've learned by experience, like Laban said, like Potiphar, when Joseph ended up in his house. Everything around you, may you walk in the blessing. May this be your profile, the profile of this person in Psalm 112. Psalm 112. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord. Verse 1. Blesses the man who fears the Lord, who delights greatly in his commandments. His descendants will be mighty on earth. His descendants will be vagabonds. <laughs> the generations of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches will be in his house. And his righteousness endures forever. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord. He delight greatly in his commandment. Lord, what is, what is it that you want me to do? Like, 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 like Saul asked when, when he met Jesus on that road to Damascus. That should be the question on our hearts all the time. Lord, it became Paul, what do you want me to do? I delight greatly in your commandments. Your commandments are my delight. Whatever you command, that's my delight. This man is blessed. His descendants are mighty. The generation of the upright will be blessed. The one who reverences God, walks with God. Wealth and riches will be in his house. Really, the wealth and the riches come from the blessing. Because the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 10, verse 22. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 22. The blessing of the Lord makes rich. One rich, and he adds no sorrow to it. Blessing with no sorrow attached to it comes from God. It comes from the blessing. <laughs> oh my God, I pray you get this. <laughs> the blessing of the Lord makes. One rich, and he adds no sorrow. So this man in Psalm 112, he reverences God. He was upright like Job, walks with God in his generation, loves the Lord, serves him, does his will. That's when life gets, gets, gets interesting. <laughs> That's when you start living. <laughs> but if you say, I have no regard for God, I have no time for God, I have no place for God. I says, if they don't serve him, the case is out there. Job 36, 10, and 11 says, says that. No problem. I mean, the, you told Adam, look, because of what you've done, the, curse, the ground has been cursed. You've made a decision by an act of your will to be united to the enemy of your soul. So now the curse is out there and it's still here. And it, you, it's very easy to walk in the curse. Just, just don't have a, a regard for God. <laughs> But you can see all these characters. Noah, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and anybody that worked in their blessing. They had a love for God. They served God in their generation. They gave their lives. They yielded their lives to the Lord. And as a result, giving becomes very easy at that point. Doesn't matter, like I talked about it, 10%, whatever. You, your whole life is in the offering basket. 
the kind of love that God had that he gave his son to bless us. You walk in that love. I say, Lord, my life is in your hands. One thing we know that Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, these were people that gave tremendously, even beyond the 10%. Their life, they are servant of the Most High God. I pray may your life be yielded to the Lord. I pray when we get to heaven, oh, on the last day when rewards are being handed out, may others say that, look, I have about this good news because of your faithfulness, because of your love. And in the name of Jesus, I pray may this blessing as you begin to walk in it, may it transform your life. It starts with you. Sometimes it starts with one person in their family. And then it starts spreading. Sometimes husband to wife, wife to husband, then to children. He said the generation of the upright will be blessed. In Acts chapter 16, it started with that jailer in that prison, his family. And it spread all throughout Philippi. Because when he gets there, he has to create like the garden of the Lord. <laughs> the blessing of the Lord he makes. If you ask Joseph, he will tell you that's the secret. If you ask Abraham, he will tell you that's the secret. If you ask Isaac, he will tell you that's the secret. If you ask Jesus, he will tell you that's the secret. If you ask me, I'll tell you that's the secret. <laughs> the blessing of the Lord it makes <laughs> Jesus said follow me follow the blessing follow me and I will make you if you try to make yourself I'm sure you tried that before and it doesn't work out so well but the words let's wrap up with that he said to, Jesus, to, to, to Peter and, his, and, and, and those fishermen Matthew chapter 4, verse 19. Then he said to him, Follow me, and I will make you fishes of men. The blessing of the Lord makes. No matter what you are doing in life, only the blessing can make you. Only Jesus can make you. So why not start with him? Follow me, and I will make you. You follow your own plans, your own ideas. It's just, just a switch. Lord, whatever I see in your word, I will obey. Peter, give his, give his boat first. Then he gave his life. We're still talking about him. Generations after, we'll talk about you. Follow me and I will make you. Follow me and I will make you. Our making is in, is in following. There's a measure called the art of following. I called Abraham alone. On that last day, we'll stand there as individuals. We come together, we band together to work for God. Follow me and I will make you. 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 God's plan for your life is so glorious. But every day, step by step, walking in the blessing, it's a step by step process. Follow me. And I will make you. The blessing of the Lord makes. The blessing of the Lord makes. If you obey me, I'll set you high above the nations. And all these blessings will come and overtake you. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm so happy. <laughs> the blessing that was upon Adam that they lost, also, that came upon. Noah, that came upon Abraham. The man was blessed in all things towards the end of his life. May that be your testimony. May your generation call you blessed. Our son Isaac, Jacob, traced it all the way down to Jesus. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's blessing. Abraham's seed and heirs according the promise. When I saw this, I started dancing. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I say that all the time. 
I look in the mirror and say, I'm a blessed man. I am a blessing. <laughs> I'm blessed. Oh, my God. I, I, it's sooner or later, it will, it will start showing up in your life. I'm going to walk with God and be a blessing. Say that to yourself. I'm blessed. When you wake up in the morning, I'm blessed. Before you step out, I'm a blessing today. If you need somebody cuts me off in traffic, I'll be a blessing to all. <laughs> when things come up, I'll be a blessing to them. I won't care something in, tra in traffic. I'll be a blessing to them. I'll say, God bless you. I'm blessed. Oh, my God. That is the heart of the gospel. He preached the gospel to Abraham. That's why we are blessing nations. There's the same secret. May God use it to bless others. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We'll continue.